House Republicans do not know where they are headed next. Next hour, they do know physically where they will need to be, meeting behind closed doors again in search of a Speaker of the House. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, he won the nomination amongst Republicans, but then dropped out of the race late last night when it became clear that he could not get the 217 votes needed. I just share with my colleagues that I'm withdrawing my name as a candidate for the Speaker-designee. If you look at where our conference is, there's still work to be done. Uh, our conference still has to come together and is not there. Uh, there are still some people that have their own agendas. And I was very clear, we have to have everybody put their agendas on the side and focus on what this country needs. This country is counting on us to come back together. But it is not clear how they do that. This all leaves the House without a speaker still 10 days after Kevin McCarthy was pushed out. Seen as Lauren Fox back on the Hill for us. Joining us now, Lauren, what is likely to happen today? Yeah, all we know right now, Kate, is that lawmakers are going to meet at 10 a.m. over in the Longworth office building to have a conversation about whether or not they need to change their rules for how they elect a speaker. One of the reasons for that is there is concern that no one can get 217 on the floor and that going round after round in a messy battle would just not be very effective. So they are going behind closed doors to debate once again whether or not they should look increase the threshold of how many votes you need to get uh, in a secret ballot before you move on to that floor vote. So that is expected to go on for several hours this morning. After that, we are going to be watching to see whether or not Jim Jordan reemerges as a candidate in this race for speaker. But there are already a number of members who've made clear they will not vote for Jim Jordan. You heard yesterday from uh, Representative uh, Don Bacon from Nebraska, who said he doesn't want to reward bad behavior. There were a number of Jordan holdouts who would not vote for Steve Scalise, and there's this feeling that Jordan already lost behind closed doors, and therefore he should not get to run and win the nomination this time around. So there's so many questions right now. Another question is even if Jordan got in the race, would he be able to secure the votes if he can't get them? Who is next in line and how long is this process going to go on? You've heard from a number of members who argue that Patrick McHenry, his powers should be expanded at this point, just given the fact there is work to be done on the House floor, not the least of which is giving Israel more aid that they may need. Kate? Absolutely. All right. Lauren Vox all over it. Let's see what happens in the coming, well, hour even. John. All right. Joining us now is former Republican Congressman Fred Upton from Michigan. Congressman. How much do you miss being part of the Republican conference on Capitol Hill right now? Well, let me just tell you, my wife and my grandkids are so excited that I'm here in St. Joe, Michigan, rather than back in uh, D.C. witnessing this and, and missing the fun that they're having uh, here, in, here in Michigan. But it's, it's a mess back there. That's, there's no question about that. And it sure appears to me that it's going to languish into next week. In fact, I've heard some reports that a, a number of members have left for their districts, even as far away as California. So even if the Republicans could coalesce behind one person that could get 217 votes, they don't have that many people uh, in D.C. to actually vote until they return, which means uh, next week. How do you think it looks? You're on the outside right now. I mean, how does this appear to the world? 
you know, it's a mess. It really is a mess. And as I talk to people here at home, uh, it's it's like a pox on both houses, which is why, you know, I'm, I'm actually involved uh, to a degree with uh, no labels, uh, a unity ticket. Uh, we, we need some bipartisanship back in D.C. to try and get things done. I mean, not only do we have Israel, we got Ukraine, uh, as well as the CR that expires literally a month from now. So no action has been taken in the last couple of weeks, uh, 10 days without a speaker. You can't even begin talks. You don't even know where the goalposts are going to be trying to get something not only through the House, but get 60 votes in the Senate and get something that the president can sign. So a lot of particularly federal employees. I mean, I talked to an air traffic controller just yesterday. They're worried. They remember the last shutdown that we had where essential folks, and obviously air traffic control is essential, uh, but they work without pay. It could be, yeah. you know, last time it was like six, seven weeks uh, before it got done. So there's a lot of uncertainty, and that will only build as we get closer to November 17th without anyone that actually right. has got the reins to try and lead the, lead the charge. Kevin McCarthy was booted with basically, what was it, seven or eight votes, 4% of the Republican conference. Eight. Steve Scalise was blocked with slightly more than that, but still a, a minority. He won the majority of the votes in the Republican conference. So what happens if you have this tyranny of the minority running the show for Republicans in the House? Yeah, that's the dilemma. It's actually, it's actually, you know, the, the Republicans may change the rules today within the caucus as to who goes forward. You still, it's, the Constitution still requires that you have to have a majority in the House, which is why, you know, we've got two vacancies, that, which is why 217, you have to have to actually become Speaker if all those folks vote. So that's why, you know, Jim Jordan, I think, is going to put his name forward uh, maybe today or tomorrow. Uh, he's not going to get 217 either, which, as Lauren Fox just said, you may see a, a, someone like, uh, with great respect, uh, a Patrick McHenry, if, uh, who's the, at least uh, the speaker to a degree, but without a lot of authority, maybe they can give him some authority and le at least let him be the speaker for 60 right. to 90 days and, and can I ask? try to get through this mess. If Jordan, if Jordan somehow does win, does that reward this type of activity inside the conference? Yeah, it, it does. And I think it's really, I, I think, you know, maybe he'd get the majority within, you know, he came, what, uh, 99 votes uh, last, or a couple days ago, to Steve Scalise is 113. So I think he might be able to get a majority, but he can't get a majority on the floor. He can't get to 217, which means you're going to look at plan C or plan D as they go forward uh, in a couple of days. But meantime, the clock ticks. 10 days with no speaker, 10 days with no action on these very, very important issues that confront the country today. Joining us now, journalist, author of How's Your Faith, David Gregory. David, it's great to have you. You've got a lot of perspective on D.C. over the years. I, just when this happened and Phil and I were down in D.C., we kept talking about the fact that, well, what if there's a crisis, right? And I was thinking more domestic crisis, but then there is a crisis on the international stage. Not just how can they not coalesce around someone in a moment like this. How do you explain it? 
Uh, I don't have an explanation. I think it's another embarrassment for the Republican Party. Mike McFall, who's a very serious lawmaker from Texas, from the Homeland Security Committee, said the world is burning. The world is on yeah. fire. And we can't seem to come uh, to an agreement on a leader. It's a real problem. I mean, at the end of the week here, with all of this chaos among Republicans, but the much graver circumstances around the world, I actually have my eye on Democrats. Uh, mm. How long are Democrats going to stand by in the world of identity politics and zero-sum politics and not be part of any solution? We'll see. I think there's more cards to be played before Democrats jump in. But I think people who don't follow this day in and day out the way we do are looking up and wondering whether Washington has any ability to do their job. Uh, to pass bills, to pass legislation, to make sure the government is funded, let alone play a role on the world stage, which is what America is still expected to do. do David, do you think people even notice? And I don't, I, I, I'm not trying to be flip about it, but it, the, there has been so much of this over the course of the last decade plus, which you know as, as well as anybody, and yet this is as, ab, as absurd, and to your point, em, embarrassing, I'm quoting Republicans when I say that, yeah. as we've ever seen it. And I wonder if people have just totally tuned out. Well, I do think there's a lot of tuning out. I think people just think that, that politics don't really matter, but, I, but they certainly are looking at events around the world and in our country and understanding what the stakes are, um, whether it's the, the, the ferment on college campuses uh, and, and the, the, the anti-Semitic left that's playing out in the wake of this Hamas atrocity and act of terror against Israel this week. Um, it, it's relevant to people's lives when you have kids, when there's security alerts, uh, when the government is closing down and it might affect uh, whether you can go to work, whether you're going to get paid, whether you're going to get fundamental services. And I do think people are paying a lot of attention to the consequences of politics that don't work, that, gov that when government doesn't work, when uh, there's a fear of your freedom being abridged, of institutional breakdown, um, those things do start to creep in. This is not just a debate about higher taxes um, or other events that can seem more benign over the past decades. This is front and center stuff.